Now that I've attained enlightenment, I can finally relax. I climb down the mountain and walk into town. I drink six martinis and smoke cigs. I say things I regret and watch the moon set behind the trees. This will hurt, but not until tomorrow. I took a walk through this beautiful world. Felt the cool rain on my shoulder. It's good to be back in the gulch. It's another beautiful one. As dusk approaches, I think we might be hitting a sunset episode today. Yeah. The fireflies are emerging. Yeah, wow. I noticed that fireflies in Bloomington spark differently than they did when <laughs> I was growing up. What do you mean by that? Out here, they kind of, like, flicker on and off immediately. But, like, my, in my hometown, the fireflies kind of, like, uh, ah. fl- kind of had, like, a... They're lazier? Elongated signal where, like, to make it you know audible it'd be like whoop whoop but the ones out here like whoop 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 whoop, whoop. that's interesting are is uh franklin smaller than bloomington yes that's that's where you're from yeah yes so it's like do you think it's like country versus city lightning bugs i don't know i think it might be a climate thing i think if it's like Maybe if it's hot and muggy, they're more activated. Like how they say, if you listen to a cricket chirping and like record how many times it chirps in a minute and then divide that by seven or something, you can figure out what? the temperature outside. What? I've never heard that. The, the math, I'm not sure about the math, but yeah, it's a thing. Whoa. But you know, in Knoxville, Tennessee, the fireflies are uh, in sync. Like, they'll be in trees and just all go Oh yeah. at once. I've seen that before. They just do it in sync? Yeah, yeah, they say it only happens in a couple places. Oh, really? That's what, what I heard. What places? Knoxville, Tennessee is one of them. <laughs> Not sure what the other one is. Interesting. I, I've, I guess maybe I've, I've seen them all up in trees before. Like, in my backyard, like, growing up. But I, I guess I never saw them in unison, going in unison. But I have, like, a memory of it, but I don't know if it's, like, a fake memory or not. I know I've seen them up in the trees, and, yeah, I think they're really, they're, they're like, really beautiful. Kind of, like, really bizarre. How many fake memories do you have? Oh, just a plethora of them. Describe a fake memory to me. Uh... Uh... I can't because because you don't know no, which one's real, real or not. fake <laughs> yeah. how where do your fake memories come from like well, TV I'm thinking of like childhood memories yeah yeah well a fake childhood memory would come from like your parents telling you that you saw something yeah or like a picture of you doing something that you don't actually remember you know shit like that have you but been... then there's also confusing your dream with something that actually happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. That can happen. Have you been eating mulberries lately? Um, yeah, yeah. Lots. Really? Yeah. The unripe ones? Uh, I, I heard someone said that they're, like, have psychedelic properties, right? Yeah. So I did, 
I did eat kind of a bunch of the... It was, like, on my birthday. I ate, like, a bunch of them. A bunch of unripe ones? They were, like, in between. They were, like, pink. I read if you eat 40 white ones, you'll have diarrhea, but you'll trip. There's a white tree, like, right over here. A white, a white mulberry, mulberry tree. tree? So is it, like, the ones that are, like, not ripe? Or is it the ones that are, like... Yeah, the, the unripe, like... Because the, there's a white mulberry tree. The too. unripe purple berries. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe both of them have the effect, but the unripe ones. But yeah, I think mulberries in general are bad for your stomach, hence the the diarrhea trouble that you had. Man, honestly, I ate taquitos again. <laughs> I got drunk on my birthday, and then I ended the night at the gas station again because Kroger was closed. And I ate, like, four taquitos again. So, really could not possibly... Yeah, you can't tell where the diarrhea came from. And also, like, the whole tripping thing, like, can't really tell that either. Because you were so drunk from your birthday. Well, I also ate some mushrooms. Ah. Uh, but I wasn't, like, tripping. Yeah. But, so, inconclusive... That's okay. I don't think it's worth a try. I don't think I want to find out. No, I feel, I'm not, I mean, I don't think, I think only children are kind of attracted to the, like, nutmeg, unripened mulberry tier (laughs) of psychedelic experiences. Because you're just going to be miserable for, Mm. like, for, like, it's probably, like, delirium, not even, like, anything interesting. I tried it once when I was really young. You tried nutmeg? No, I tried morning glory seeds. Oh, yeah? And it just made me really sick, and I laid in my bed. And I had, like, really strong auditory hallucinations. And then I was, like, just mostly just laying there, like, I'm so stupid. Just why did I do this? Yeah, not worth it. Yeah, not worth it. (laughs) Man, we have our first uh, reader thing we have a mailbag should we open our our reader letter yeah all right yeah let's do it it's the mailbag section um let's see this comes from michael from the bay area he writes hello michael hi guys my name is michael and i'm looking for some possible advice i live in the bay area i just graduated from school and landed two stable jobs in the city However, the harsh realities of housing affordability, Californian neoliberalism, and an extremely limited arts and underground music scene have made me feel that I've hit a wall recently. After listening to your podcast, I find myself once again revitalized with that same kind of Midwestern Americana integral to my well-being. He's originally from Minnesota. Ah. I've been looking into moving somewhere smaller and more comfortable, possibly in the Midwest or East Coast. Any cities slash towns that you recommend? Bloomington sounds fabulous. I love this question because I'm completely unqualified to answer it. Yeah. Where would you live if you weren't living here? You've li- you lived in New York City. You lived yeah. in Brooklyn. Yeah. And, and you I, lived in Goshen. I lived in and Nashville. Nashville. Yeah. Nashville's yeah. kind of a town that like I could see a job-seeking degree holder going to. It's kind of like a millennial boom town, right? I think a lot of people from LA are moving there. All oh, the time. really? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely seems blown out and like corny. Yeah, a lot of people with like scarecrow hats and stuff. Yeah. But uh 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, he said he had two jobs. That's the thing. Like, if you have two, like, ha- you have to have two steady jobs to live in the Bay Area, and that's, like, such a grind. Is that true, though? I, I think it's a reality for a lot of people. I had a friend who lived in Oakland in a garage, and yeah. he just worked in a sandwich shop. And he seemed to like it. He slept in a train yard for a while, too. So you either have to be, like, borderline homeless or have two <laughs> jobs. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, mean, I don't like, think... Yeah. Ev- not not everyone's cut out for the, like, quasi Google lifestyle. True. Although, if you are, New Orleans is the city <laughs> you should go to. I was astounded every, like... I went to the sandwich shop, and everyone there was, like, a train-hopping kid. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, you got to follow your heart, man. I don't, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to be an oogle. I wouldn't want to be, like, a train-hopper kid. I, I actually, I don't think I would recommend someone moving to Bloomington. I wouldn't recommend for anyone to do anything. <laughs> because <laughs> because then I would be like giving them advice and I don't like there's so many factors like I think that I really do like appreciate like having a lot of free time yeah but it's like I have roommates I have a ton of roommates and you know like the real like the reality of it is you know I wish I had like a career right you know yeah but not enough to actually get one (laughs) exactly (laughs) so oh man yeah like i living in new york i was pretty much doing the same thing that i'm doing here it was just harder to do it it's just like i just worked all the time yeah just worked in a bar all the time and then on my days off i just like walked around drank coffee you know yeah hung out with my friends and now i just do that like more often than i work so i don't know if i was like employable if i was sought by employers which i don't i don't know if that's michael's situation or not but if i could just live wherever and have a job i do like I actually kind of like Birmingham, Alabama. Really? I, I like Birmingham and Pittsburgh. Uh, I feel like there's these like old steel towns that still have like a lot of culture and are doing cool stuff. Yeah. I don't think I'd move to a different college town. Like. Yeah. I don't need to live in like a Madison or. A, you wouldn't move to Knoxville. Or or Knoxville, <laughs> even though the even though fireflies, the fireflies are, are world famous. I, man, yeah. Honestly, yeah. I would move to, like, Chicago, I guess. But only I kind of hate Chicago for no reason. I would I would only move there to be closer to my family. Yeah. Did you move to South Bend? No, <laughs> not a chance. Maybe. No. I would move to... I'd probably move to Chicago, honestly. I feel like it's going to happen inevitably at some point, you know. I'd like to get somewhere get somewhere else first before 
I just inevitably end up in Chicago for the rest of my life or whatever. That's right, yeah. You know? I don't know. Maybe. I remember having high hopes for Portland. When I first visited Portland, I was like, oh, this is going to be sick. And I was kind of just like, meh. Yeah. I don't know. Portland seems blown out. Yeah. I Google imaged Olympia yesterday. Oh. I was just looking at pictures of Olympia. That's so funny. Speaking of moving to, like, a, a another college town, right? Yeah. But, Olympia reminds me of Bloomington a lot, except with, like, this weird, dark energy. Like it's tight. Yeah, it's, like, depressing in there. <laughs> there's, like, uh, there's this, like, legendary dentist who's evil, who who's, like, also a slumlord, and he, like, bought five houses and painted them all black, and they're in the shape of a pentag- uh, pentagram. Whoa. And someone said he once, like, I mean, this sounds like some local lore. Yeah. But someone once said that he mailed one of his tenants a spare key inside of a dead rat. Whoa. Yeah, the evil, the Satanist Dennis landlord in Olympia. That's crazy, man. Oh, speaking of local lore. Little shop of horrors shit. I mean, this, this isn't, like, timely to talk about, but... I think it's interesting to talk about the Bloomington Subway Jared connection. Okay. Because yeah. he's, he, Subway Jared, for our listeners who don't live in the Gulch, Subway Jared went to school at IU, and Bloomington was the town that he lost his weight in. Yes. And so this, the official narrative is that he just, you know, walked to Subway and ate uh veggie subs or whatever and lost a bunch of weight the reality was he actually lived above a subway and was obsessed with the girl who worked there she requested to get transferred to a different subway because or i don't know maybe she just started working in a different subway just because anyhow he was so obsessed with her that he started walking across town to see yeah her. yeah and to so corner her at work yeah, so there's yeah. definitely a little bit of a sex pest element there. The second rumor I heard, I heard this when I was like in high school, was that he rented porn out of his apartment. Yeah, he, that was his like claim to fame. Was he was yeah. Jared before he was Jared the subway guy? He was Jared the porno VHS guy. Yeah, I think yeah, that's I think that's definitely true. That was like on, I think that was on like the story when they busted him. Yeah. And as such, that's why you make up a mascot for your fast food restaurant, like a clown <laughs> or You don't pick a, a random weirdo. Yeah, you don't pick some guy who might turn out to be a horrible sex predator. Yeah, and it's so sinister that they, like, what he was actually doing was stalking a woman. Yeah. And that's why he lost weight. It's like... I don't know, man. We were just at Subway. Yeah, it was good. It was good. <laughs> Subway Subway hits the spot, man. Yeah. I, I, I stand by Subway. I like it better than Jimmy John's. Anyhow, my friend Kevin says that uh, Subway's changing their menu and marketing to be less healthy to try to shed the Jared connection, just like Jared shed those large jeans. Man... 
They should just do it. They should do it in a different way. How would you do it? I don't know. Let me brainstorm. They should... Remember the guy that beat up Jared in jail? No. I think that there was a guy that beat up Jared in jail, and then... Uh, and then the internet like paid his his bail bond mm. so he got out i think wasn't that a thing that happened was that like, sounds right but that also they seems should make confusing. him a mascot like how he was in jail with jared and beat up jared yeah and then like the internet like and then he got in double him. jail for beating up jared no he got out of jail i think i feel like bail Okay, so he hadn't gone to Actually, trial. Actually, I'd have that to isn't f- kind of. I'd have to fact check yeah. that. But I remember there was. I remember there was a guy who went viral for beating Jared up, and they should make that guy the mascot. <laughs> now would be. Yeah, they would definitely. Yeah. There's nothing could go wrong <laughs> with that. <laughs> well, you'd clearly know how they felt about Jared. Yeah, and you'd know you like if you have a crim a violent criminal to be your mascot, you you get what you sign up for. Like anytime he continues to be a violent criminal, they could just like get some clown. They should just like make a clown do it. Dude, didn't you say you're over Bodino? Yeah. You hate Bodino the clown now? Well, I decided that I hated Bodino for a few days and then I kind of you softened. I kind of softened again. What happened? How did Bodino win you back? <laughs> I read a passage from his book about how like clowns are like ageless, raceless, genderless. They're just like they're like this like the perfect human or something like that. And I was like, okay, that's I see what he I see what he's going for. But I was I was like. I watched a performance that he was doing. Yeah. And I was underwhelmed. Yeah. And also, he was, like, doing this accent, like, where he puts, like, an S at the end of every word. Yeah. Yeah, and, like... Like Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, he was doing, like, this, like, really half-ass, like, Jar Jar Binks kind of half-ass accent that he only did sometimes. And I was like, either do do it all the way or, or don't. I just think he's maybe like not that good of a clown. Yeah. And he and so it's a bit I don't know. So you he think he calls himself the dean of clowns and he's like kind of a shitty clown? Yeah. It was the 70s though. And I think clowning was different. Yeah. He's not that funny. And then also like also there was like a YouTube video of him doing a performance and it was like in like Des Plaines, Illinois. Yeah. Where like Gacy got caught. Yeah. And, like, it was, like, uh, there was two comments on the video, and they were both just about, like, how horrifying that time period was, you know, to be a kid in that time period. Yeah. Like, because of Gacy's reign of terror. Was Bo- So was Bodino in the same clowning Malou as Gacy? I, I think if he's, like, performing in Des Plaines in, like, the around the same year around the same years yeah i'm they must have crossed paths just i don't really know a lot i don't really know a lot about gacy i don't know anything about gacy really other than that he's like he's a clown a sex predator clown sex predator and then but then in the same video bodino like calls a young girl up on stage and is like saying all this like things that are inappropriate to her like uh like 
oh how many boyfriends do you have or like oh you're so you're the most you're the most beautiful woman here and stuff like that that is what a sex predator would say to groom and then he's like how old are you and then she's like i'm 12 or something yeah and i was just like ugh, no man like and then like on the same video there's only two comments on it and they're both about gacy it just made me feel weird like watching it like uh, there was like a kind of like an evil filter over it or something yeah do i think that bodino is like evil like gacy not necessarily but he's kind of but i mean like it could yeah no you don't want to stand by bodino yeah even though he does say some kind of globalized nonsense <laughs> yeah. about how clowns are yeah i i screen grabbed the the uber i screen grabbed the page about the, the about the clowns being like that i i liked it so i liked this passage but because i like platitudes and things like that right so it says when you sit in front of a makeup mirror and begin to paint your face you will find yourself transforming into a mystical personality for a clown is a clown not an it nor him nor her neither is a clown black nor white nor rich nor poor nor old nor young a clown is a unique mortal whose race worth age and sex is in the eye of the beholder that is beautiful, but that's definitely <laughs> that's definitely a pre-Gacy platitude. That doesn't I think, hold. Honestly, I think it might be post-Gacy. Dude, I let's don't think when, it, I don't think that holds truth. Even if it's even if it was written after Gacy, I don't think people think, can look at clowns and divorce what, them from the person book anymore. The book was uh, written in the seventies. Yeah. Okay. So it's pre-Gacy. Yeah. But the performance in Des Plaines was in, like, 1982 or something like that. So, like, I don't even... And also, I don't know if I'm saying that city's name right. Des Plaines? Des Plaines! Is it Des Plaines? I don't know. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, but whatever. Also, another thing was, like, I was started thinking about, like, clown makeup. And with, like, the accent he's doing. And I was, like... Kind of seems like blackface a little bit. Yeah. And I think that they are related, like the origins of the makeup are related. But I don't know, man. I'm kind of just like over clowns, over the circus, tired of talking about it. I know. We got to keep the train moving. But what about the what about the elephant holograms? Oh, yeah. I mean, I I'm not What do you think? Aaron said it was whack. It's definitely whack. It's straight up whack. It's it's probably the um, it's obviously the more ethical thing to do. But I think hologram culture in general is whack. I mean, I don't want to see like a Tupac hologram. I don't want to see yeah. like a Leonard Cohen hologram. That would be tight. I just think. Yeah, holograms don't impress me. There, there's no physical presence to it and it it just looks fake like it doesn't even approach the uncanny valley it just looks like a projector like it's the shit's just not tight well i kind of like that 
I kind of like the, uh, you know, like in Blade Runner, where, where there's like, I guess Blade Runner 2049, where it's like, there's like this giant hologram standing in the city and it's an ad. Or I guess like another one thing is like the guy's like a hologram girlfriend, which is kind of weird. Was yeah. I just don't, I, I think hologram I think holograms are cheap too. Like if it was a giant animatronic realistic <laughs> elephant that like people could I don't know do a handstand on or something, I think that would be cool and impressive and like be a better representation of what the circus is about, which I think besides being about spectacle and wonder and presence, I think to some degree it's about like like showcasing the capacity of mankind like because the old circus was like uh about i mean i think the animals presence in the olden days of the circus represented like we've come so far that we can bring we've become such a global community even in like the early 20th century that we can bring like an african hippopotamus to the middle of america and, you know, yeah. we, like, have trained these acrobats to do all this. And so I think, like, a giant animatronic would be way cooler and way more representative of that. You know, uh, one time I saw you do poetry, and you said, if I get one, if, if I make one person laugh, then it's a success. I said that? Yeah. And uh, my new approach to doing the podcast is if I make one complete thought, <laughs> the episode was a success. <laughs> and I think uh, I think that was my thought for this episode, and I'm just going to coast for the rest of the time. Okay. So that's your complete thought, is that yeah. it should be an animatronic elephant and not a hologram. Yes. I think that, like, seeing... Like, seeing... It, a uh, hologram elephant in a show would be kind of like, ah, ha, 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 whatever. Cool. Yeah. But if I was walking down the street and I saw, like, a hologram elephant, I saw online there was, like, some exhibit or something where, like, they projected the elephant, like, in, like, a downtown area. You, But that's the and thing. And that would be fucking tight. Dude, you can't see an elephant walking down the street, a hologram elephant, because holograms, I think, are contingent on, like, where you're viewing it from. Like, I think if you see it from a certain side, it just immediately looks fake. Like, that's um, why they work in concerts, because you you only see them... You can only ever see it from, like, a three-fourths perspective, I think. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. But it, I mean, I if, guess maybe my, maybe my thought about the what it would actually be like is really unrealistic. Maybe in the future, like, if they can, if they can generate a 3D object from just light maybe then it'll be tight but as it stands now hologram technology is just pretty whack yeah, it'd just be whack. like watching tv or like seeing the gorillas in performance <laughs> do you remember when they made will i am a hologram that's the perfect guy to make mm -hmm. a hologram into will i am hologram. yeah yeah uh it was like during like the super bowl or something like that in like 2011 maybe yeah and, like, he was just, like, it was completely unnecessary, and he was just, like, a hologram on TV, like, as a talking head. Yeah. Like, he's, like, they're, like, in, like, the halftime show or something, or the pregame show, and they're, like, now we're going to talk to Will I Am via hologram. <laughs> and, like, he just, like, appears in the room, and, like, 
it was kind of tight like i thought it was cool because it was like really it just feels like super futuristic and i like that i like when things i saw on tv enter my real life you know what i mean yeah like i used to dream about like watching james bond movies as a little boy i used to like dream about like being able to video chat with people yeah and that was impossible like when i was a kid now it's like it's fucking it's handheld yeah yeah. and it's like you take it for granted yeah things like that do you remember that chapter in uh david foster wallace's infinite jest where (laughs) i never read it oh well there's this chapter where uh it talks about how there's uh video phones but everyone had too much anxiety about the way they looked as they appeared on camera so this like industry came up where like you you would get a 3d face mask printed of like your best face that you would put over your like a filter yeah basically like a filter in order to talk to yeah i mean i think it was it's a little of that i've i even at the time i think i found it a little far-fetched wait like, so I, is it a digital proje- projection through the device or is it like a a mask that they wear it was a mask that they would wear <coughs> a physical mask yeah the, oh, the okay. funny thing about a lot of these like speculative technology you know elements and media is that when they're writing about it they're working from the framework of whatever period they're in yeah so like david foster wallace couldn't think outside of like sitting in front of the tv because that's like Mm -hmm. what it was was you would sit down and do it instead of it like just being in your pocket and being totally spur of the moment yeah like like orwell saying like that there'd be a tv that listens to you in everybody's room yeah versus the reality of it everyone having a tv in their pocket that's listening to you what's uh what's your take about like sponsored ads on instagram like you know how a lot of the talk people have is like i swear i was talking about fazolis with my friend and then i started getting ads for fazolis what do you think about that i think it's are you creeped out or do you think it's i was creeped out when i first noticed it happening but now i don't care i think it i think it all happens logically like i think it's like it's not that you said Fazoli's. It's that, like, you typed it in your phone to see where the nearest one was. And because you're, like, logged in to your Instagram account, they can access that data. Yeah. I that, think it's all logical. Yeah, I don't well, think... Well, that, that's one. But also, get this. What if you were scrolling through Instagram and you saw the Fazoli's ad, but you didn't remember seeing it? A false memory of the Fazoli's ad? No. You saw the... You, like, scrolled past the Fazoli's ad that was already in your feed oh, earlier yeah. in the day. Yeah, it's just... Conf- and then you started talking about it, and then you, like, see it again, and you're like... Yeah, totally. You forget that you saw it. Yeah, I forget... I that stuff happens all the time, too. Yeah. But they are listening to us, for sure. I don't think they are. And if they are, mm-hmm. it's just because we're, like, drops in the sea of data. It's not like... I feel like it's just, like... Uh, an expression of narcissism to be like they're listening to me <laughs> and then they shadow banned me <laughs> like i don't quite buy it there's like services that like where like they like pay you to li- like take your data like my brother has like this weird thing in his apartment where it, like it like records what tv is watching 
and he does it like voluntarily. Well, that's I think that he gets like paid for. That's it. when you're a uh, when you contribute to TV ratings. What what do they call that? I don't know what it is. And I was like, wait, a Nielsen. I was like, you that's a Nielsen box. This shit into your house. I was like, you want this in your house, dude? If it's for TV, fucking like, who cares? Like that's that's different. That's a Nielsen box. They've had that for years. It that's, just felt super weird to me. I was like, you like intentionally bought this box so people could like market to shit to you better or like what like you get paid for letting people spy on you dude no that's the oldest thing he's no and he has it locked in because he's getting paid to do it we do it voluntarily for free all the time like being logged into all this shit constantly like that's like yeah they've had that forever Oh man! Well, I just—that's how they used to get ratings. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a Nielsen family so bad because I thought (laughs) it was like it was empowering. (laughs) You could weigh in. Yeah. What you what you thought was good. Yeah. I do get a lot of uh, vote with your clicks. Exactly. I want to be a consumer or like a (laughs) conscious consumer, baby. I get a lot of ads for uh, male pattern baldness, which I find too on the nose. Well, I mean, like that's just because you probably like. Google baldness. Google baldness. Yeah. yeah. I Google baldness, too. Yeah, I like to see the different types of ways you can go bald. Yeah. Which celebrities are currently bald yeah. and how they're dealing with it. I love it. Yeah. I love... Yeah, I, I do it all the time, and... I, <laughs> I don't know. Who's, like, your favorite bald celebrity? I, Jude Law. I think he has, really? my kind of male pattern baldness, where it's just, He's, like, there's an island in the... <laughs> on your forehead that gets smaller and smaller he's not my favorite bald celebrity (laughs) there's definitely bald kings we've talked about bald kings before the best bald king is brian eno brian eno is a bald king i used to think moby was funny but he's a disgraced king he is disgraced disgraceful yeah um yeah andre agassi that's a bald king bald king he might be a shaved head king if you have all your follicles, if you're a poser. I think he's like a shaved head king. Like, uh... If you're a grown man and you have a full head of hair, grow up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, uh... I, bet, I guess this is... I'm going off on a... T- I'm going back to what we were talking about before. Do you see that thing where, like, the, uh... Pakistani, uh, government accidentally, like, put their... Put the cat filter on like a political live stream no that's so funny dude it was hilarious it was oh i didn't actually like watch the video i just like saw the, i just saw the clip of i just saw the vice article in my feed or like grant sent me the reddit post yeah which predated the vice article but we were talking about filters before and i, I don't know i just like love the idea i, I kind of really like the idea of filters even though it's like visual, like face recognition, probably like ways to get us to take pictures of ourselves and stuff. Yeah, but so what? So but so they can do what with that? Like, just recognize you if you do a crime easier. Yeah. But like, uh, that was another. I guess what I'm saying is, that was another like futuristic, like funny thing that I felt like it would be in like a sci-fi movie. You know, I feel like there would be like no way to on. predict the like psychotic nature of filters right now. Like the way that like I see, especially like older people use filters on Instagram. Like 
people who are like realtors and like all these self-promotional people who are like talking into the phone with like bunny ears and a high-pitched voice like normal yeah. like it's yeah. like it's like it's a normal thing. nobody would have expected that people are so willing to contort to that it's super yeah it's super cool it's really bizarre it reminds me of like in like have you ever seen a scanner darkly yeah like how like uh keanu reeves has a scramble suit yeah did we talk about this already no uh yeah like i think that that's another representation of a filter in science fiction i think he's got this suit that like scrambles him somehow i'm imagining a future where like on all of our glasses like we have like google glasses or something and then everyone like can like wear a filter like a like a hat or a shirt or something yeah as they walk about the town and it's like if you take off your glasses you don't see it that's some they live but shit, if man. but if you put on your glasses you see that they're like wearing like a cornucopia on their head or something like that you know that would be tight i do think that like i feel like i i remember being told that google glass would be the future you know but that I shit was about failed it. I thought, dude it well, was i never so tried wet. it but i thought i think it's like I thought I thought it was gonna be tight. The wearable tech shit I think is corny, not for me. Anyway. Really? I think so. Yeah. I'm not, or I don't know. It's something that I would eventually like to get, like AirPods, but I'm not attracted to it. Yeah. Oh, have we been doing good? I think we've. This is yeah. I do it's think, been fun. Yeah. Did we answer that dude's question? We did. Like, I mean, well? we we answered it to the best of our abilities. Yeah. Just kind of like do whatever you want to do. Yeah. You could always move back to the bay. I do think, okay, to circle back to the, this question <laughs> and maybe end on a final thought, I think you should try to find purpose in whatever you're doing. Uh, otherwise, you're just going to be floating and feel lost. Yeah, if you're like running away from your problem. Yeah. The problem is inside you, dog. <laughs> like paradise is a place inside of you. That's what's up. That's what's up. I don't know. Might cut that out. Cheers. Cheers.